Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Jackson, that's my patent, patented open. Yeah, that's how you And it's so it. smooth that I stumble over the... That's my patented third word. Mm. Yes, yes. Thank you. That was a good impression. Fifth word, yeah. Welcome in to Balloon Party 101 ESPN. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan, St. Gabriel's class of 90. Uh, standing across from me, Action Jackson, wearing his 101 ESPN. Uh, you got a hoodie going on? Uh, well, a little hoodie a, under the jacket. You're dressing in layers like we're going to a game at Candlestick. Right. Uh, it's a weird time in the year where you when It's you a arrive, wonderful time in the year. It's, it's about to be the most wonderful time of the year. I couldn't agree. Sports-wise, it is my favorite. Yeah, it's the best. But we're in this time where... In the morning, like I usually leave my apartment around 5.20, 5.25, and it's really cold. It's like, uh, you know, in the 40s, low 40s, upper 30s. And then by the time the uh, I leave, it's like uh, in the 60s or high 50s. That's so wonderful. It's great, but you got to dress in layers in that case. Let me ask Let me ask you this, and I'm going to ask sure, the audience sure. this. Text in 65780. Just in a vacuum. It's a straightforward question. Mm. Does seeing the sun... If you evaluate self-analysis, we're going to examine our psyches today here on Honesty and Media, also right. known as Tim and Boy. Does seeing the sun put you in a better state of mind? Uh, I mean, it doesn't. I'll say, like, if it's a yes or no, no, it doesn't put me in a worse state of mind. But I live, uh, you know, I kind of try to stay consistent no matter the weather. Um, and with my skin complexion... The sun can often mean problems. The sun is your enemy. In in many cases, it very much can be. Yeah. But if I'm going to be outside, like if I'm playing golf a day and I see the sun, then it puts me in a better place. But let's say, uh, you know, I'm settling in for a, uh, an SEC matchup with Mizzou Tigers and they're playing a the day game. The glare off the sun can affect my viewing. So maybe an overcast would be better for that day. Gosh, this is your second worst answer next to the hat theory. I think both my answers are rock solid. Uh, your thoughts on that? Theory. Six five seven eight zero. Speaking of which, do you think the Blues took the ice before they took on the Rangers last night, sans helmet, because of hearing your hat theory? If they know what's good for them, they did. Nice. If they know what's good for them, they did. taking off the helmet's a big part of it. That's why baseball struggles. They, le- they legitimately did that, which led to an amusing exchange between Jeremy Rutherford and Kelly Chase on the Twitter tweets. Yeah, no buckets. That's the way to go. You show yourself off, and that's how people recognize you. So you think Baruby was driving around the other day when you introduced that asinine theory that helmets hurt marketability. And he said, hey, boys, when we take on the Rangers uh, Wednesday night at the Garden, no helmets just to 
help the marketing of our organization. Yeah, I'm sure it came from above. I'm sure. Do you think it went even higher than that? Batman? Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah, if not Batman, yeah. I know Batman streams. Yeah, yeah. He might have caught the podcast yesterday, but he knew and he sent the memo out. Yeah, I think he was the one who texted it a week ago and said he'd rather cut off his privates than listen to the show. So that's, yeah. So yes, he does listen. We do know that. Uh, SPF action, Jackson. That's from the 314. There's not enough SPF in the world some days. Uh, Tim, I thought it was called Tim and Mark. That is correct. Oh, yeah, that's one right. of the five or six names. Also, son, yes, 100% yes. Hence, going south from March to see maybe a spring training game or two. Fu baseball. That's from the 618. Yes, that's something that uh, Randy and Michelle introduced to the audience yesterday. And I see in the Air Comfort Service text line, it is carrying on strong mm, here yeah. into the day. By the way, I was encouraged to see this, but in what I would consider a surprising development. Um, this uh, this news, the uh, Players Association and MLB uh, Deputy Commissioner are meeting today in uh, in New York City. And I legitimately, listen, that doesn't mean anything's going to get remedied, but I really thought that they would shut it down for a couple of weeks at, at the very least. So yeah. considering that we are only, oh, 36-ish hours since they announced that the first two series of the season would be gone, I'm encouraged by that. And that's coming from somebody who has not been bullish on the situation, really, for, for years, actually, but certainly since the beginning of the lockout. So I don't know if there's anything to that, but that I find encouraging. I guess I don't know how it could be discouraging, and I'm surprised by it. That's where I'm coming from. So, Jackson, I'm watching the Blues game last night. Is that something you, you can say? No. Uh, no. Immediately picked up the read before you even opened your mouth. No. What were you watching? Uh, I got home from studio late, so I ate. and then. What time do you get home from the studio? I got home like at 6.15. Wow. Yeah. Well, I left you at four. Yeah. Yeah. I stuck around for a little bit and uh, Putting I got in the work. I do what you got to do. And then I got uh, home at 6 15, 8. The, and the game had just started and you thought, well, if I can't see all 60 minutes. <laughs> exactly. That That is the uh, excuse I'm going to use. And uh, yeah. And then I, I think I watched an old episode of Ted Lasso and went to bed. Oh, boy. Well, I have to be honest. This is honesty and media. Honesty. I, res- I, I do respect the honesty. Yeah. I don't know how well it's going to play. Well, but, t- tonight but, I'll watch a little Nets action. KD's back. Oh, God. You're just like, at this point, I don't know if this is performance art. No, that's serious. So you watch a, a repeat of Ted Lasso, I guess, theoretically, since they're streaming, they all can be repeats, <laughs> yeah. but an, an episode of that you'd seen before, uh-huh. and you are promoting KD's return tonight. Yeah, yeah, back from injury. I'm excited to see. Yeah, first response. time out there since January 15th, and, and we'll spend a great deal of time on that. But uh, watching that game last night, I'm kind of, this might be one of those games where eh, they're just not going to win it, and you kind of go, okay. And then the way that, that it works out, then they wind up playing their next game, and their they're lights out. That has been the pattern for the Blues. And considering the way they've been playing, you know what? I was willing to say, and I know this is important to, as we know, since Craig Berube and Gary Bettman stream, uh, I was going to give them a pass, mm. and I wasn't going to hashtag hold them accountable Good for you <laughs> on the show, because if there's one thing they worry about, it's what I have to say. Yep. Um, and then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, the final couple minutes of the second period, and I'm telling you something. I know you were watching Ted Lasso and you know looking at KD game film for tonight. Yeah. But uh, you missed a Jim Dandy of a couple of minutes there at the end of the second period. Mm-hmm. And these some of these goals were things of beauty. And you're going, man, 
where did that come from? And you get fired up. Yeah. For real. I mean, listen, it's March, and in this case, the playoffs aren't starting for almost a couple months. But to see that and to see that response, especially when it came out of nowhere, there was no indication that it was coming. I'm getting fired up. And then, unfortunately, the period comes to an end. You have the uh, intermission, and it didn't carry over into the third period. And uh, the old blue shirts responded, and they wound up coming back and winning the game. Here is what Ryan O'Reilly had to say following the Blues' loss last night at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, you know, the first two periods were, were solid. We ended up being in a good spot. Um, you know, that we started the game good, had a lot of chances in the first two. It would have been, you know, it would have been nice to get a couple early, but. Um, Again, we stuck with it. We had a good second and just came out too flat in the third. I think we were just a little nervous. We know they're a really good offensive team. And we just kind of, you know, just kind of got thinking a little bit too much instead of just kind of skating and, and supporting each other. And uh, they made us pay. You know, they're a good offensive team. But, uh, yeah, you know, we'll learn from it. We'll respond. You know, we know we have to do better in those situations. It's, uh, it's a frustrating one. I think that would have been, uh, you know, that was a huge one for Booch. You know, it would have been nice to get him that win. But, um yeah, here's what it is. We got to move on. He had a couple of glorious scoring opportunities too. Uh, I kind of like that response from O'Reilly last night. It sounded like, you know, disappointing that they didn't get it, but you know, yeah. not not particularly concerned. Right. And I think if anything, I think the fact that they responded the way they did against the most dangerous lead in hockey, the two goal lead with that uh, offensive output at the end of the second period was encouraging. Yeah. Recognize they're playing against a really good hockey team on the road. They have been body of work playing well. And the reality is when you play this game, and you've played it as long as he has, uh, you're going to likely lose a minimum of, oh, I don't know what the math is going to be, but at least 30 times a year. And then you get into the postseason, and you're inevitably going to lose a number of games there as well. And so if you sweat it, and get really upset about it if you feel like overall the body of work has been pretty solid recently and you had a nice response at the end of the second period you can't get too upset about it it's not like one of those games and we've seen a couple of those here over the last month uh where you go man what in the world happened there different situation and based on the way they've performed you'd like to see them bounce back the question becomes are we now going back into the bennington era that is, that's, I think, the question that, or maybe people don't aren't even questioning and going, no, it is back to the Bennington era. So when we started this show, and uh, I think we're going to have a big two-month anniversary show tomorrow yep. with our best of, <laughs> and we're just going to replay the first two shows yep. to redrive the audience away. Yep. But um, the uh, it was Bennington, clearly, then it become, became Huso. And now I feel like if you pulled the uh, the audience, I think most people would say yeah, it's Bennington time. Yep. That's and it's 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 moving and it could move. Right, it could very much move again. Uh, Tim, just curious, how did Jackson get a job in sports radio when he doesn't like sports? That's from the six three six Jackson. That is a question that I read from the Air Comfort Service text line. It's a question that I am on behalf of this gentleman from the six three six will ask you. I think I know what your answer is going to be. My my question is how is how are you going to answer this question? Are you going to get banty? Nah. Are you going to deliver it calmly like a sociopath? Probably calmly. Okay. I love sports. I I've, I've played sports my whole life. I love sports. I'm just is that a shot at me. <laughs> it's a slight shot, but yep. glad yep. you noticed it. And uh, I just I'm not. I don't really. I wasn't really a big hockey fan growing up, but I'm getting more into it. I'm working on it. I'll get there. 
Yesterday was a long day, so I wanted to get to bed early. So yesterday I didn't watch the hockey game. But I love sports, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there with hockey. Just it might take a little bit. What other sport do you hate? Like you hate hockey? I don't hate any. I don't hate hockey. I don't hate any sport. Mm. I respect whatever people want to watch. Sports mm. are awesome. They bring out a different side of people, and that's what I think makes sports so special. All right. uh, how do we replace Jackson with someone who loves St. Louis sports? It's from the 317. These are all my burner numbers, by yeah, the way. Yeah, you're just firing texts yeah. up. While you answer, I start texting in more different things. <laughs> Dan McLaughlin is going to join us coming up on Balloon Party, doing business as Honesty and Media, Our Town, Tim and Boy, Tim and Mark. That's coming up at 1045. I'm real, I always enjoy it anyway just because it's uh, slap and tickle when he comes on. Yeah. South City slap and tickle should be the name of the segment. <laughs> but uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing what he has to say about the work stoppage. Because now we are both most likely pissy about a topic, and uh, and I'm rarely pissy about sports topics, but this one I'm pissy about. Mm. So uh, I know he's fired up for a variety of reasons, and understandably so, considering his job. And so uh, I'm looking to hear what he has to say. I really am. That's coming up at 10.45 here on Balloon Party. As always, you are welcome to get involved in the show. We have mic drops. I always talk about them, and then we never play them, so that's great <laughs> hosting. And then we also have So What'd Your Grandma Think. Will we go to that earlier since Dan's yeah. at 10.45? You're yeah, calling we'll, an audible at the line of scrimmage? We'll do that in the third segment. Tell me what we have. Uh, I My vote for the MVP of What'd Your Grandma Think, Greg Popovich. And was this no. in the 21st century? Yeah, it was in the 21st century. It just wasn't recent. Perfect. All right. So Jackson, again, trying to force the NBA on the audience of Tim and Mark. Uh, <laughs> I notice it. I know a lot of you notice it. And I assure you, I will be having a meeting with the executives here at the station at 11.01. And, uh, and I also will continue to text him for my burner accounts to sabotage Jackson. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Jackson, what is this, a remix? Yeah, you like it? You cutting tracks in yep. the lab? Yep. In, in the break, that's what I do. I produce music. Welcome back to Balloon Party, DBA, Tim and Mark on 101 ESPN. Coming up at the top of the hour, BK and Ferrario. Up until 2 o'clock, and then the fast lane from 2 to 6. The great Brad Thompson's here. I mean, you want to talk about show prep. Right. I mean... I think I walked in at 7.02 for TMA today, <laughs> show that theoretically starts at 7, and I saw Brad in the hallway at 9. I'm like, man. Yep. Burn the candle on both ends. I'm telling you. Tip of the cap. Yeah, there were some kids in here. Your brother yep. brought kids in here, and as I was leading them around the building, uh huh, they go, we just met Brad Thompson. He was like a normal guy. <laughs> yeah. My brother's students uh, came in here and did stuff with Randy and Michelle. They have a little baseball podcast, and it was a great segment idea by Randy and Michelle. So what's going on with this? I'm, I'm truly curious. I saw these. Uh, how old are they? Uh, I think they're fifth graders. And they're doing a baseball podcast. Yep, for their school. And, uh, you know, with all the negativity around baseball right now, I think Randy and Michelle did a great thing by having a positive story about some kids who love baseball. And uh, it was really cool. My brother is their principal, and he brought them over here. Yeah. And they got to go on the air. They did, yeah. With Randy Carricker and Michelle Smallman. Yep. So it was a great and the great Matt Rocchio. And the great forget. Matt, Rocchio. Matt Rocchio. So it's a great experience for them, and uh, I think uh, everyone said it was awesome. So I was producing TMA at the time, so I couldn't listen, but I was able to escort them down here and, and show them around. You hear this ruckus I'm making? Yeah, it's really 
Really nice. Thank you. It's really soothing. Oh, I know. It comes out over the air <laughs> so clearly. Uh, yeah, and you can go back and podcast that uh, segment, Jackson, on the Dobbs Tire and Auto Center's Absolutely. podcast. But uh, Randy Carricker is just so kind, and he got this present here for uh, my one-month-old, five-week-old, oh, nice. I suppose. I mean, what a, what a gesture. What a gentleman. What a gentleman. That's exactly right. I mean, he's just so kind. He's the best. He really is. And he's so knowledgeable. Yeah. I got to have him on my podcast. Now, I don't know if he wants to sink to the level of <laughs> swimming in my septic tank, but right. I would love to. That could turn into... A, a sports nerd factory yeah, with, because be. I think he's kind of got the weird memory thing I got going. Yep. But I think on the Rams leaving St. Louis and Cardinal stuff starting after '82, I can't do anything before '82. But '82 and on, I can kind of go. Yeah. Go but his Ram it. stuff is. Yeah. He's infallible there. That could be like a two-hour one. Where yeah. It's just, it just keeps. I eventually have to pull the plugs on all the mics. You would. You would wrap it up. Say, I gotta go home, fellas. Oh my goodness. Uh let's see. Um. Tim, love the Southside Pride, myself, St. Bernadette, tiny school. Uh, and then I think it might have cut off to another another text. Sometimes the texts break up. Yeah, I don't know where And they then go. I don't know because a yeah. bunch of them come in at the same time. Uh, I don't, and then I lose the flow, and I apologize for that. I don't know why some phones do that and some don't. Who knows? Are we to assume that Jackson works for free and thus quickly rose to the top of the resume pile? Ledoux high and all that entails. Thanks. That's from the 636. No. No. <laughs> I, am, uh, I am compensated. So this is not this is not some this kind is, of like project for I'm not getting reps in over here. For, uh, how about that? This is a nice idea. I applaud this idea. This doesn't come from one of my burner accounts. <laughs> Maybe have Jackson watch the DVD of the Blues 2019 Stanley Cup run. I watched it live. I, and I'm going to say Assuming something. Assuming the Nets weren't playing on, on like while the Blues and Bruins were playing. Nope. There's no way. I, listen, I, ha I hate to do this to you. I actually do hate to do this to you, but there's no way you could have watched all seven games with the Blues and Bruins and thought Patrick Waugh was the goaltender. I, I did. I did watch. So the entire time when they were saying Rask, you were like, oh, Waugh. No. You know, the <laughs> you, guy who's 50. You asked me a year and a half later who was the goalie, and it kind of slipped my mind, so I said Patrick Waugh, but I watched every game, every game in the entire playoffs. Now, I'm going to say something controversial here. Oh, no. Regular season hockey is not the same as playoff hockey. Oh, wow, you are a takesmith. <laughs> Playoff hockey is a lot more exciting. And so for someone like me, a novice fan, it's, more e it's easier to get into. Well, I would agree with that. I think the discrepancy, if we're going to go four major North American sports between the intensity of the regular season and the postseason, without question, I would think everyone would agree it's the NHL. Mm -hmm. And it also is the greatest postseason. Uh, now, I can tell you're about to say the NBA, and I'm not even trying to set you up to kill no, you anymore, because no. I feel like at this point, even though it's only uh, 1025, Clarkson Jewelers time check, you've already done enough damage. I don't have to do anything else today. Yeah, I, no, I can I've, put down the burner phone. Yeah. You've done your work. I've done a But hole. it's the best. I mean, I don't know. Listen, and I do watch the NBA, uh, you know, not nearly as much as you do, mm -hmm. but the 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 Stanley Cup playoffs are just at another level. God, it's the best. Yeah, the energy and intensity is for sure I the best. I cannot. That's why when we started off the show and I asked people about the sun, putting them in a better state of mind, it puts me in a better state of mind, not only because, it, for whatever reason, it just does mentally, but also because I start thinking of this time of the year in sports. 
and you start. I guess I still not really into the NCAA tournament, but I mean maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. Uh, it just, I, just I know you'll be locked in, but more for me opening day usually. Uh, the Masters, mm-hmm. and um, more so than anything else, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yep. And then it's like I picture growing up uh, and the windows being open because we wouldn't turn the air conditioning on yet because I didn't grow up in Ladue. <laughs> right. And uh, and the Blues would be playing some Norris Division series, and we would be in the living room, me and my brothers watching on television, and the weather was warming up, and it was time to get outside and play. And the Cardinals are playing, and the Blues are playing, and it's a, it's a happy time. It's it's a, it's a it's a nostalgic rush of dopamine, is what it is, Jackson. That's what it is. Yeah, and it means uh, you know good weather is on the horizon too, so it's all good. LOL, solid hot take. That's from the six three six. I assume that's in reference to. There is a difference between the NHL regular season and the Stanley Cup playoffs take, which yeah. I assume will be running as a promo throughout the day or for the next month here on 101 ESPN. That and the Make hat sure theory. you listen to Balloon Party. I think they've destroyed the hat theory tape. Although, again, the Blues all went out there and... Yeah, keep pre- burying your head in the sand. It's not my problem. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Jackson, can you give me a f- NBA bet, a futures bet? I'll take that. I'm always this. You don't have to like a sport to to yeah, want to make no, money. For sure. Do you have Do you have action? Uh, nothing at the moment. There's a lot of injuries still lingering on some teams. The Suns, if they can stay healthy, mostly if Chris Paul can stay healthy, it's going to be tough for them not to get to the finals again. The West is not what it was a couple. So of you years want ago. the listeners to place a wager on the Suns to win the Western Conference? It's probably a chalky play, but yeah, I'd say that's a. Do you that, know the numbers? I don't. I don't. I haven't looked. Well, that's terrible. What, what, what that was well, was terrible. It's not as bad as a hat theory, but it's it's a terrible thing. I'm sitting last night at the bar uh-huh. downstairs. Right. You're still up here working. I go downstairs and I have drinks. That's right. what I do. And I'm having some drinks with some of the management team because I'm trying to find a way to get you out of here. And uh, and, and, and up pops up on, uh, I guess it was probably on ESPN, the odds for the Blues to win the Stanley Cup. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I'm truly surprised by this. Let me ask you this, even though I, no, I recognize you think the Blues wear the Kraken's colors. Right. What would you set the odds right now for the Blues to win the Stanley Cup? Nine to one. Okay, I, I think that would be probably, you know, that I think that's. A, but hey, it's fine. Uh huh. I would I would truly set it 15 to 1 to 18 to 1, honestly. Okay. And I kind of like trying to set lines and seeing if I'm yeah, close. off. Yeah. yeah. They were plus 3,000, which means 30 to 1. Oh, my God. That's stunning to oh me. Oh, my God. For real, that is stunning to me. Oh, my God. And I, and I listen. I wasn't even close. I, I, I always say this with regard to wagering, business, whatever the case might be. If you are in an emotional state, whether it's a high or a low, not a good time to make a business decision. And I consider a wager in the same category. And most of the time, if you're talking about betting on or against the Cardinals, the Blues, Missouri, St. Louis, U, Illinois, the Nets, uh, yep. any of our local teams here, <laughs> you, you can have your emotions perhaps cloud your judgment. But with that established... 30 to 1 for the Blues to win the Stanley Cup is a sound business decision. Now, I want to make this clear. That doesn't mean I'm saying the Blues will win the Stanley Cup. I am saying if you play this thing out, I think the Blues win it more than one out of 30, 30 times. times. That's yeah. my premise. Yeah. That's where I'm that's where I'm coming from. And so therefore, 
if you are a wager and you like futures plays, when I saw that, I was I was legitimately taken aback. Not mm. like I'm mad about it. Good. Hey, good good for those of us who are in St. Louis who see a value on it. You want it to be that. You don't want it to be eight to one. It doesn't mean anything. You don't get the Stanley Cup if you're the favorite. Right. But uh, I I was really surprised by that. And a couple of teams the Blues are ahead of in the standings uh, actually had better odds to win the Cup than the Blues did, mm. which which surprised me. Thirty to one. Yeah, that's crazy. Was uh, was was a legitimately alarming number, and I don't see numbers too often where I think they are that far off. Uh, Tim's been saying that for years. For God's sakes, man, grow a spine and come up with your own takes. That's from Sister Catherine Patricia. Kind of surprising uh, that Sister Catherine Patricia is this uh, despondent over Jackson's takes. What take was it? I just have, I've lost. You sound exhausted now. <laughs> just... Now you sound exhausted. No, I'm good. It's just... A lot's coming at me. I don't know what they're mad about. Well, exactly. they're not happy with you in the convent is the issue. Okay. Well, that's fair. Uh, Timmy, just tell the people to do a little sprinkle of a Blues future to win the Cup. For real, I'm I'm dead serious about this. I will absolutely do it. I mean, there was the story of the guy in 2019. Uh-huh. I think he was like kind of a peer of mine. Not somebody I knew directly, but a lot of people I knew. Mm-hmm. And he bet. I don't know what it was. And didn't he win like 100K? Or was it more than that on the Blues? I, I remember and he kept story having like a chance that. to like... Unload some of it. Oh yeah, we'll buy. Yeah, but yeah, but he out, but he held on cash and shipped it. Can you imagine that? Oh. I that, that there's no way in the world. I, hey, I tip my cap, but that's just not how I work when it comes uh, to wagers. I, I chop pots. You know, yeah. I haven't played a lot of poker. You get down to the final two or three, and you kind of have an agreement. You know, all right, you get sixty percent of it. I'll get you know right, thirty, and you get ten, whatever. But tip yeah. of the cap. I, I mean, that's 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 balls to the wall there. I would have cashed out in the first overtime against the Stars at the latest. Wow, I'm kind of surprised you knew that there was a franchise called the Stars and that the Blues played them and it went into overtime. Double OT. For that matter. Wow. I Look was, at you. I remember right where I was watching it in Columbia, Missouri. It was a great time. With the TV on the Nets game, but the Blues game was off to the side. It's on so my that's phone. A, that's how do you remember. <laughs> Why do we have an NBA guy, uh, guy on a station that is focused more on hockey? Uh, isn't that why WXOS carries the Blues games? That's a great question, and that's the kind of question I was asking last night when I was talking with management late into the night to try to get you out of here. That's yeah. exactly, and that's yeah. why I texted that in. I guess I'll be expecting my pink slip. Uh, maybe it was 10K. No, I think it was I think it was like 100,000 for yeah. real, the bet I'm talking about, the guy. I remember hearing but about I, that. But the odds were obviously, considering how bad they were when, when they got hot with Bennington in 2019, were ridiculous right if you did if it was just 10k i've been like five or ten bucks when i got you that dead serious it doesn't matter because you know the ship has sailed and anybody could said i would have done this or i did do this but i remember specifically thinking you know i i the blues are in last place and the record's awful but they're not playing as bad as you would think Mm -hmm. for a team with the point total they have at this point in the season and i remember going to some random offshore site just to see what the number was and it wasn't good enough and i didn't put anything on it so if anything this is an embarrassing gambling story um but i would have thought it would have been some ridiculous number and it wasn't so i didn't bet it and therefore of course by definition lost money opportunity lost with that said 30 to 1 now that doesn't again doesn't mean i think the blues will win the stanley cup but 30 to 1 that's stunning 
20 to 1 would have struck me as a little high, but I would have gotten. But 30 to 1, what in the world? Take advantage of it. For real, I do. I do advocate sprinkling a little something on it. Uh, Dan McLaughlin is coming up here, uh, and that'll be at uh, 1045. So what'd your grandma think, therefore, will move ahead. And I understand Jackson because he's, because frankly, you're all in his head and he's on tilt, uh, is going to do his Sports Center update and ad lib it. Yep. This is going to take us back to the to the the early days of balloon party, when things would yesteryear would get would get a little awry with the sports center update. But now you're feeling cocky and you're getting away from your teleprompter. Well, so I'm going to record this on my phone. Yeah, it's, it could go a, a number of different ways. Hopefully, it goes well, but there's a chance I I freeze. All right. Well, that's coming up. Dan McLaughlin's coming up. So what'd your grandma think with a clip from Greg Popovic from like 1982? Right. Uh, It's all coming up on Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Sometimes the media asks bad questions. Not not a good question. Like, Coach, uh, how cool was it that it was a Wisconsin player that uh, sank the winning shot? Well... They're all Wisconsin players. Or... I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers. Yeah. No, not right now. Okay. Thanks. And when that happens, players will fire back. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Stop asking me stupid questions. Now it's time for... So what's your grandma think? Boom. What do we have here, Jackson? Fresh off a Sports Center update that led with... Illinois' upcoming game this evening and then decided the second story would be the Blues losing to the Rangers. But it was a flawless read. Yeah, you know, I felt good about that one. I felt good about that I captured it on my phone. I keep recording them and then you keep doing them well and it's just starting to irritate me. Yeah. And the White Castle thing. Six ninety nine for 10? God, I know. Sounds like something I might do after this show. How many White Castles could you eat? Go. If I'm at my hungriest, I think Eight or nine. Eight or nine. I'll go eight. I think I, that's probably where I am. I go eight. I've, I think I've done eight before. You washing them down with some fries, bro? You know it. Mm. You know it. Yeah, if it was straight burgers, I think I could do ten, but I'm obviously going to have I fries. Need, I need some crinkle cuts. Right, I got to wash some crinkle down a little cuts. bit. So. I need some crinkle cuts, girl. Yeah. All right, Jackson, what do we have with this audio that's 20 years old? <laughs> I, uh, it's a Popovich after a game one loss to the Warriors, so... Uh, you can assume he will not be uh, in the best of moods, but we'll uh, take a listen. What about LaMarcus's performance? I mean, 38 points tonight. What is it that you've seen from him and, and his success? The, the ball went in the basket a lot. When LaMarcus agreed to come here, was there one main thing in y'all's sales pitch you think that convinced him to come to San Antonio? Uh, we didn't give him a sales pitch. And there it is. It's like a character from King of the Hill with the follow-up. <laughs> he was. It was a dialect came in. The San Antonio dialect came in, but Pop just not happy. You think that's all performance art, or is he real? You think some guys are just like that? I, I, like Belichick, kind of the same way. I think Belichick. Pop, I think has gotten to a point. You know, some people say, and then they go and, and get people. Oh, I don't believe him. I really do believe that there are some, not all who say, I don't read that stuff. I won't read columns. I don't mm-hmm. go online now. It will be you know, social media or listen to Sports Talk Radio, whatever it is, if you're a coach or player, and it's complete BS, and they absolutely do. But I think there are some who train themselves 
to not allow it, not because it would hurt their feelings per se, although I'm sure that could be a factor, but more so because it's a distraction. Mm -hmm. It's a zero upside play. Right. And if you're focused on winning a championship and you spend any time on that, let any of it get in your head, it's a waste of time. And so I view the Belichick thing as it's almost like some semblance of a meditation Mm -hmm. when he goes out there. And it's not a performance, but he knows he has to do it. He absolutely hates doing it. Uh, he doesn't want to give any information away, and so that is how he handles it. With Popovic, I feel like in a way he's kind of messing around. I think that's the case too. But I know we would do that with Craig Sager, and that was you like a fun relationship there. Yeah. I just think he thinks the thing's so dumb. I mean, I, just to really kind of be concise with it, right. but we got to do it. I have to do it, and so sometimes when I'm not in the mood, I'm just going to answer your questions but some i guess sometimes the questions are legitimate questions yeah 100 100 percent. i think pop is more performance art whereas like a saban just gets a little perturbed by uh having to do the the media whereas pop he he kind of gets some a kick out of you know giving people a hard time i mean I, I'll, let me tell you something having covered tony LaRusso and i was doing television and it was a post game after they lost and it could have been against the marlins on april 4th right and i'd be like oh god I gotta ask a question here. This is, this is I just like why am I even gonna go through this? But okay, and I'll do it. And then no matter what, <laughs> it's just it's not gonna go well. But I will say this to his credit: number one, he'd answer the question, even though it might not be the most pleasant exchange. But number two, if you would get him in the one-on-one setting, it would be way different. It would be way different. Yeah, way different. And that's the way Joe Strauss, the reason for the name Balloon Party. Uh, would always handle things. Like he'd watch us do our, you know, whatever, moronic level questions. Right. And then he would uh, get LaRusa and players one-on-one so he wouldn't be sharing his angle with the unwashed of the <laughs> television community. So, uh, yeah, you can get LaRusa on some things and really get some good information. I'm like really into the weeds thought process. Um, like the, I remember 2004, as great as that team was, this is super into the weeds. I don't even know if 1% of the audience would remember this, but they had to decide he was going to start game one against the Dodgers. And just randomly, he chose Jason Marquis. And I went to his office. I said, I just want to understand better why you're going with Marquis. I, I said, I'm sure you have your reasons. If you looked up the stats on short rest, and I go, no, I, I haven't. I'm trying not to lose, you know, a few hundred dollars a day on poker stars. <laughs> right. That's where my attention is at the moment. <laughs> Skip. And, uh, you know, check that out. He goes, I just don't think his arm is all the way back, and then that makes his uh, sinker all the more effective. So we're going to go with Marquis because he's only going to be on, uh, I don't know, whatever, day's rest. Yeah. And then sure enough, he pitched a good game. Cardinals won. Not that they really were relying on Jason Marquis, considering the offense, but he would, he, you know, he would give it. But if I, ask that, if I ask that question and there's like 40 reporters around and he's at the podium, it would not have been that answer. Right. It was more like he was a defensive, you know, fighter, yeah. and he's going to counterpunch you, and that's so you just knew it going in. Uh, all right, uh, Dan McLaughlin's going to join us on the other side of the break. I am looking forward to talking it over with him on a wide variety of things with regards to baseball's work stoppage. That's next on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. One ESPN, Tim McKernan with you here on the show. Uh, Dan McLaughlin joining us right now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Hello, Dan. 
does not feel like a balloon party right now. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And uh, that's on Jackson because he's trying to force to feed the audience uh, NBA takes. So that, that's that's the main reason it's no balloon party in here. Well, I didn't think of it that way. I thought more of a work stoppage, lockout. I think Jackson does a hell of a job, and, and maybe you should pay him a little bit more. Oh, thank you, Dan. All, all, all of a sudden. All, thank you, Dan. I agree. All of a sudden, well, I'm not in charge. <laughs> I'm not no, in charge. I mean, you know, you're, you're you're coming out with some hot takes we right out of the heat uh, here on on your coworker. Uh, I'm going to stand up for him, Tim. Good for you, my man, Danny. My man, man, that's a South Side on South Side crime. <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah, hey. that, that is good. Jackson, take a pay cut. <laughs> Thank I you. I like it. South Side on South Side. That's I right. Do it. I like the fact that you. I don't necessarily like that you're unhappy, but I like that you're candid with your unhappiness with the situation with regards to the work stoppage. I actually was surprised to read, and I don't know who was reporting it, but I saw it on ESPN.com about an hour ago, I think it was passing, uh, that uh, they were getting together this uh, morning, uh, the Players Association and yep. uh, MLB. That was that surprised me. Did that surprise you? No. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure anything comes of it. I'm, I'm obviously very hopeful that something does. Uh, it does make me wonder when they decided to, to walk away the other day, just Truly, how close are they? I don't think anybody knows that unless you're in that room. And to their credit, for the most part, they have been pretty tight-lipped. You know, I mean, I know we're starting to see some of the stuff with the players leak out of their frustration. But, um, you know, bottom line is when you look at, like, from the PR perspective of 2020 and trying to get back as opposed to this, I do think that this has been a little bit better, not to say that this situation is good, because it's not, uh, but I do think that at least some of the vitriol has gone away. And, yeah, are, are players frustrated? Are people frustrated? Are fans frustrated? Of course. But uh, it's not nearly as bad as it was in 2020. And so at least they're getting back together today to talk. That's going to happen in New York. Apparently it's the – from my understanding and reading what I see and, and have read, it's the top negotiators for both sides mm-hmm. sitting down and, you know, just trying to come together and see where they're at. I uh, I, I was hopeful that something would get done. Uh, and then, of course, like so many people, Dan, disappointed when it came down. What was your emotion considering, you know, your role uh, as, as the voice of the Cardinals on, on Valley Sports and, and how passionate sure. you are about the game? I love the game. Uh, I do. And, and that's no kidding around here tim you know that you know i i love the game and does the game have some warts in it absolutely but do i still love it you oh you bet i uh this would be my 25th year coming up being a part of the the cardinals tv games and so it's it's been my life for you know over almost half my life has been sitting in that booth or doing something around cardinal baseball and so i i love the game um my emotions were initially Really, really upset, um, frustrated, mad, all those things. And then I had to kind of just step away, and there's nothing I can do about it, right? I mean, I, I'm, I don't have a, a seat at the table. Uh, I would love to have a seat at the table and to voice what I think needs to happen for the betterment of the game and to try to be a steward of the game, but I don't. So there's nothing I can do about it. So initially, to answer your question, very, very frustrated. 
but at this point, I'm just kind of in wait-and-see mode. One of the things that uh, became a hot topic of conversation over the final 24 hours of negotiations in Jupiter, uh, the size of the playoff field, 12 and 14 teams, players at 12, owners at 14. Um, what are your thoughts on what would be an ideal playoff field in, in format? I'm good with 14, and I, I wasn't sure I'd like it when I saw it in 2020 in the shortened season, but I equate it to the uh, the Thursday and Friday rounds of the first like opening of the NCAA tournament. And if you're a baseball fan and a junkie like me, you can open up uh, your laptop or your phone or go to a TV, and at 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning until – 11 or 12 at night, I've got baseball games that have real meaning, actual meaning. And when fans thought about, like, the wild card, right, when that got introduced, I mean, people were so upset. They thought this was terrible for the game. I think they'd like it. Now, on the flip side, I also understand that fans would say, now, wait a minute, does this mean that my team that I support could spend to mediocrity and make it into the postseason. So they're not exactly putting out the best product maybe that is available to them with the funds and resources that they have. I get that argument. I really do. However, from the entertainment value of it and watching baseball, I think it would be a great thing for the game. That's, I, I, I loathe the idea of so many teams getting in. And my reasoning and is with 162 yeah. games, I want to see if, if the Cardinals have, or any team for that matter, have a great regular season. I don't want just a best of three to all of a sudden snipe them and then they're done after having that six-month test. Um, and and so, I, so I feel like in a way it actually uh, decreases the value of the regular season. Obviously, you see it other, otherwise. How do you, how do you no, view no, the regular no. season? I, I see it both ways. I, I, and I probably need to make my point better. And I get what you're saying. I really do. And, and I think you're right, actually. I think, though, if, if you're looking at the actual run of a month of baseball that means something, that will be a lot of fun to watch. And that's what you're asking about. Now, is it best for the game? I don't know. I can't answer that. I think we'd have to wait and see. But that's where, instead of worrying, uh, like to me, instead of worrying about the, the, the tax, if I was a player, I'd be more worried about the floor. I, I want to see the floor go up mm-hmm. because if we're going to expand postseason and teams have to spend a, an arbitrary number, let's say $100, 110000000 million, they're going to be better than the team that spent $50 million. Right. It's just, it, that's the way it is. Right. And you may have one of the one or two of those teams get in, and I'm okay with it. I think we need to adapt with the times, and I think baseball at times has been really dragging in that regard of just we got to change. You know, it, it's not the same game that it was 20 years ago. It's not the same game it was 60 years ago. So if this is going to make it more fun for even the team that has 80 wins and gets in, I'm okay with it. And, I, and, I, and I, I'll say this, too. I think your regular season at the end would be a lot more entertaining if you know that half the teams, roughly half the teams are getting in, and you're playing what would normally be, in years past, some meaningless game in July and August and September, but now your team has a chance to win. It's kind of like the wild card. You're just expanding it, and I'm okay with that. Is it, is it the best solution? Maybe not, but is it going to draw interest? I do think it would do that. 
Dan McLaughlin with us here on Balloon Party. We got to wrap it up. I could keep you for five hours, and you know that. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm in the studio one of these days. Yeah, let's get, let's do it. But then we'll get on the then we'll get on then we'll get on Crocky and then we'll be here for five hours again. So it, it doesn't matter. I can't I can't help I've myself. Tried to turn the page on that one too, Tim. <laughs> I can't. Uh, Dan, can't, thank I, you. I, you I can. can't. I, I just can't. <laughs> Dan, I can't. appreciate it as always. Uh, thanks so much, man. We'll talk again soon. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. Dan McLaughlin with us here. We got to wrap it up. Uh, BK and Ferrario coming up at the top of the hour for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, also known as Tim and Mark on 101 (laughs) ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music, and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.